What's up, everybody? This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly, Cavalera Conspiracy. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. What's up? This is Mark Rizzo, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 105 of the Iron City Rocks podcast, a podcast devoted to promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music scene. Episode 105, we have the distinct pleasure of talking to not one, but two different members of the band Cavalera Conspiracy, which will be coming into Pittsburgh on the 6th to play Altar Bar. So we had a chance to talk to Mark, who is... uh, the guitarist uh, extraordinaire of the band also has a solo album out called Legionnaire so we're going to talk to him not only about Cavalera Conspiracy but also about that new album and then we'll be joined by the man behind uh, Cavalera Conspiracy Soulfly and uh, as many of you remember him in Sepultura so we'll be joined by Max Cavalera himself so sit back stripe yourself in for a night of uh, pretty heavy metal we're going to get started with one of Pittsburgh's own this is a band called Brutal Epidemic with a song called Legion of Dungeons. You can head over to the podcast page at ironcityrocks.com get yourself a link to these guys. Let's go. 
continues meatloaf the hang cool tour july 28th at trip total media amphitheater experience his historic past and new adventures from his latest album hang cool teddy bear available now tickets on sale saturday may 7th at ticketmaster ticketmaster.com or by phone all right back in 2010 mark rizzo of Cavalera Conspiracy, put out a solo album. Those of you who uh, aren't familiar with Mark, Mark had got his start with the band Il Nino uh, before moving on to be the guitarist of Soulfly with Max Cavalera and more recently has been joining him on the endeavor known as Cavalera Conspiracy. Mark will be in town on the 6th of May to play Alter Bar. Here's a song from Mark's release from 2010. The album is called Legionnaire. The song is called Release the Kraken.
right, with great pleasure, I welcome to the show from Cavalera Conspiracy and Soulfly, Mark Rizzo. How are you doing today, Mark? Good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Um, you guys are going to be uh, doing a tour in the northeast part of the United States, coming to Pittsburgh uh, in early May, and uh, with Cavalera Conspiracy. Uh, and thought it was a great time to, to get in touch with you and talk about not only your career but also uh, your solo album that you've got out right now. So um, before we get into that, I just want to get a feel for your musical background. You were from New Jersey originally, correct? Yeah, born and raised, still live here. What uh, what kind of got you into music and into the guitar specifically? Uh, probably when I was a young kid. I was about eight years old when I started, and uh, just all the bands from that era, which was like 1986 era. So I, was, I had an older brother who listened to a lot of uh the thrash metal bands from that era. So definitely the the whole late 80s thrash metal scene is what really um, got me into guitar in the beginning. Okay. Any particular players um, in particular that you kind of gravitated to, like Kurt Hammett or uh, Gash Mayer yeah, or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, all those guys. I mean, all, all the greats I was into, but definitely Kirk Hammett and James Hetfield and Danny Spitz and Scott Ian and, uh, you know, Dave Mustaine. Yeah all the lead guitar players that played the Megadeth, you know, I mean, I was just a big fan. The guys from Exodus, you know, Suicidal Tendencies, yeah. Testament, I mean, I could go on forever. Just, just, there was so much great music back then. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. I mean, that's, I think a lot of people hear the word 80s, and they immediately think of, you know, Poison. But, uh, you know, without mm-hmm. the 80s, you don't have the uh, growth of a lot of great thrash metal. Um, you kind of got your start professionally with El Nino, correct? Um do you want to talk a little bit about how that band came to be? Uh, yeah, we it started like in uh, the late '90s. Um, you know, two of the guys in the band just asked me to join the band, and uh, between the three of us, we kind of, uh, you know, started writing and, and putting stuff together, and, and then getting the rest of the guys in the band. And then, to my surprise, we, we got a record deal back in 2000 to, uh, through Roadrunner, um, which is okay. pretty funny because I, I really, really wasn't into the whole new metal era, you know, and I just kind of, uh, you know, was just doing it just, just to do it. I kind of gave up on music and was just working a day job and, and just playing for fun. And for me, it was just uh, a fun thing, you know. I mean, I wasn't even really that interested in playing guitar anymore at that point. Um, but uh, surprisingly, we got a deal. And then from there, uh, you know, everything just kind of happened. Yeah, I, I have to give a lot of credit to Roadrunner for almost kind of saving metal in that period of time uh, you know, you hear that a lot. I think this, people who were really into guitar went through the 90s. It came very disheartening because, the, you know, there was really no prevalence of guitar music, so it was kind of easy to drift away from the instrument. Um, yeah, I really left. wasn't I wasn't really into playing guitar much during that period. You know, I kind of actually put all my focus and entry, uh, interest into learning, like, flamenco and classical guitar. I just, I, mm-hmm. I was so just kind of bummed out with the whole metal scene and, you know, no solos, yeah. uh, you know, everything that I grew up listening to as a kid that I loved just really wasn't in a lot of the, 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 the bands from that era. Uh, so I put all my time and energy into to learning flamenco and classical guitar and stuff like that. Yeah, which later on as we get to that has served you quite well. Um, the, the decision to go from El Nino to to team up with Max and Soulfly, what... Um, were you approached by by the Soulfly camp first, yeah, or had yeah. you left El Nino? Uh, well, I had I had quit El Nino, and then literally, 
the day after I quit El Nino, I got the phone call from Roadrunner Records asking me if I'd be interested in, in joining Soulfly, um, which was amazing because, I mean, I originally had just quit El Nino just to really just do more of my flamenco, classical, acoustic, like, guitar stuff. I wanted to just, just enjoy playing that type of music. Um, and then I got the phone call to, to join Soulfly, and it was like, wow, you know, it was amazing that, yeah. that, that uh, you know, that came out of me quitting the other band. So, uh, so literally the next day I got the offer, and then like a month or two later uh, flew out to, to Arizona to start uh, recording the Prophecy record, and then we hit the road right after that. Uh, so you really had kind of a whirlwind there. Now, was Soulfly particularly appealing because of, I mean, I as a casual listener of Soulfly, got a little bit more... Um, you know, different kinds of, of drumming and, you know, some ethnicity to the music. Was that a particular interest because of your study with the flamingo and things? Yeah, I mean, you know, since I was really into all types of Latin guitar playing, you know, I, I thought it was it was perfect, uh, you know, to do Soulfly because obviously Max was such a big influence on me and uh, the whole, you know, Latin metal scene that he started with Sepultura and Soulfly was such a huge influence on me also. Um, so, you know, I, I thought it was perfect. I mean, but, uh, you know, I was really grateful to, to get the gig, you know. Um, it was definitely yeah. unbelievable. Now, when, um, specifically with Soulfly, do you um, contribute to the writing or the recording, or is this more of a touring musician with them? Uh, it's a little bit of everything, you know. I, we, we collaborate, Max and I, and Max writes the bulk of the stuff, and, you know, I'll just do my thing on top of it. Now, um... Obviously interwoven in, in throughout the career of Soulfly, um, Cavalera Conspiracy has come to be. And how do you guys kind of approach the musically? Is, is there a conscious effort when you look at material to say, you know, this leans more towards Soulfly or this is more of a Cavalera Conspiracy type? Or and do you alter your playing style according to to which label you're under? Yeah, you know, for me with Soulfly, I'm thinking more of the acoustic Latin guitar influence, trying to put that in on the records where I can. And then I'm, with Soulfly, I'm also thinking, you know, even though we've gotten very thrashy over the last couple of yeah. records, I'm still always thinking experimental and, and weird sounds. And, you know, I always thought that was the Soulfly sound, was being experimental. And I think uh, yeah. our last record was really thrashy and metal for Soulfly. There's still a lot of, I think, experimental things I did on the guitar. Um, I, I leave a lot of my whammy pedal experimentations to, to Soulfly. And then with Cavalier Conspiracy, we're just trying to be straight-up metal, thrash metal, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely a little uh, more aggressive. Yeah, I'm going more for, for, for melody in the guitar and, and just more, uh, you know, classic metal-type guitar playing. Now, in amongst, you know, what seems almost like an annual release from one band or the other, you have managed to uh, release several solo albums. Uh, your most recent, which was Legionnaire. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I have to admit, when I put that record on, blown away. Uh, um, you know, it was not at all what I expected uh, listening to it, and was really, really impressed. Uh, one, how did you find the time to do it? Uh, I guess would be my first question. Uh, yeah, you know, basically when, when I'm out on tour with Soulfly, um, you know, I go into the studio and record, and while I am on tour with Soulfly, Cavalier Conspiracy, I'm always writing. And I just have a small little tape recorder, you know, I'm real old-fashioned like that, just to put riffs and ideas down. And then when I get home from tour, you know, I just go into my buddy's studio here in Jersey, and I just start recording stuff, you know, and then usually by the end of the year, I have a, a full record, and I put it out. 
Yeah. Now the the album itself, um, 2010, came out on the record label itself is yours and your brother's, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. You want to talk a little bit about what what the record label is about and what what the what kind of acts and things like that you guys work with? We, we basically just put out uh, all, all the different projects I have. Uh, but okay. the main one is just my solo stuff, really. Um, you know, it, it's not you know not too many labels are interested in putting out instrumental guitar music. Uh, so, so I've always, yeah. you know, just put out my own, except for my first two were on Shrapnel Records. Uh, mm-hmm. This newest one, Legionnaire, I went back to putting out uh, myself. Um, and I enjoy doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's something I, I, I really, I, I love the music I'm writing with my solo material. I'm a big fan of instrumental guitar music. Um, and, it, you know, it's a place where I, I write all my own music, uh, you know, produce it myself, do everything. And, and I just, I'm real proud of those records and really just try to, push my guitar playing to the next level from record to record. Yeah, the, the um, do you use, like, a, a drummer, or do you do the drumming yourself? Yeah, I have my drummer, Anthony Divizio, who played on my newest record, and also Conky Laura, who plays now with uh, Straight Line Stitch. Both those guys played on uh, my newest record. Okay, so you've got a band. Now, do you plan on doing any touring uh, specifically for your solo? I know you've done a tour in the past, but do you plan on um, anything in the works? For some solo dates? Yeah, I mean, I've done now probably like six or seven U.S. tours over the last like four years with the solo group. Um, and, you know, I plan on doing more. I mean, uh, this is definitely, you know, something I take real serious and we plan on going to Europe soon. And, and uh, you know, it's just a matter of, of finding the time in between my other two bands to, to get out there yeah. and tour with my solo stuff. So usually, you know, the month of January, I usually have off, and sometimes like September, October. So, so far, it's only like three or four months out of the year that I'm really able to, to get out and tour. But I plan on definitely doing a lot more touring you know, as time goes by here. Now, the, um, you know, and what you said about, you know, instrumental guitar, it, it immediately brought to my mind um, an article I read with Steve Vai with Flexible and how much money he's made by keeping that album under his own umbrella, you know, so the. Mm-hmm. A wise move, you know. There isn't a maybe a mass commercial market for it, but you know, you get the right niche and keep a, a lot of the publishing and things in house, and it can be quite quite a good endeavor. Um, aside from uh, guitar playing, obviously, you're known um, for having a pretty uh, physical on stage presence, and also uh, being a bit of a boxer. Do you want to talk a little bit of just about that? Uh, you know, I've had a couple amateur fights. You know, I just say. Just do it for fun, you know. It's not a, a career. My, you know, ever since my got a record deal back in 2000, you know, that that kind of became more of a hobby for me, you know. But but I, I enjoy working out. And I love sports, and uh, you know, it's a big part of my life. Um, but you know, once once the music thing started happening for me, you know, obviously, you know, when you're on the road, you have to, you know, I do what I do to stay in shape. And when I get home, I do what I do. But uh, you know, music yeah. just takes up so much of my time. You know, I mean, I really. I'm just playing guitar all day. I'm always trying to get better. I'm always working on new music, you know, so it, that's, that's my main priority. Yeah, you got to kind of choose your master. You don't want to go in the ring uh, ill-prepared. <laughs> yeah, certainly. but, you know, I'll Mark, you I'll, yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you, now I think nowadays, you know, you got to be crazy to not want to stay in shape and work out and take care of yourself, especially when you're a band on tour, you know. I mean, it's, uh, it's yeah. grueling being on tour all the time, so you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, it's, it's certainly, you know, you 
you're not eating the, eating the maybe the best food and sleeping the best hours. So yeah, staying in shape is certainly a a wise investment. Um, Mark, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show again. You guys are going to be coming in with Cavalier Conspiracy. I believe it's May 6th to Pittsburgh to play the Altar Bar, so we look forward to seeing you when you get into town. All right. Thank you very much. The unmistakable sound of the Goo Goo Dolls. July 27th, 6 p.m. doors, Stage AE Outdoors. Playing all the hits, as well as songs from the new album, Something for the Rest of Us. The one and only Goo Goo Dolls. With special guests, Michelle Branch. And Parachute. July 27th, 6 p.m. Doors, Stage AE Outdoors. Tickets are on sale now at all Ticketmaster locations. Charged by phone at 800-745-3000 or online at Ticketmaster.com. For more information, visit PromoWestLive.com. The Goo Goo Dolls with special guests, Michelle Branch and Parachute. For more information, stop by GooGooDolls.com. Don't miss your chance to see the Goo Goo Dolls. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore. All right, the song you just heard from the 2011 release from Cavalera Conspiracy called Blunt Force Trauma. That song was called Warlock. I want to thank uh, Mark for coming on the show. Also, without further ado, it's time to get to the main event. Max Cavalera, the voice and the guitar behind Sepultura, Soulfly, and now Cavalera Conspiracy. How's the uh, tour going thus far? It's going great, man. It's uh, this is the fourth show of the tour. Uh, we finished California. We had an awesome, awesome shows in California. It was a lot of people, great shows, great reaction from the crowd. People seem to really love good stuff, and we've been playing a lot of the new things from Blunt Force Drama. So it's been great. It's really, really fun to be on tour again. Wonderful. Hey Max, uh, your new album uh, is uh, is sounds more sp- spontaneous, faster, and more aggressive than Inflicted. Was this intended right from the beginning, or did it just take shape in that way? No, it was done with the intention. I, I went in the studio with the idea I want to make it heavier and more aggressive and more brutal. And uh, we started the album with all these fast songs that were like trash-oriented kind of songs, uh, stuff like torture. Uh, trash or target and started with that and it was really cool and it was like really really aggressive and exciting and then I decided to get some of the groove stuff on it too so we wrote some stuff like Killing Inside and Genghis Khan and I Speak Hate which is like Meat Tempo uh, and then when you add them together with the fast shit and the, the, groove, sl- the groove stuff you get a really cool uh, combination, and I think that's why the album is. But uh, I think it's uh, definitely done to be more aggressive, more brutal. It was a conscious decision. Yeah. We wanted to sound heavier than Inflicted. I love Inflicted. I think Inflicted turned out great. But I want to get uh, go deeper on the heaviness, and uh, I had the chance to do that with uh, with Cavalera to make it heavier. 
so we just went for it. You know, me and Igor just went for the whole heavier idea. Cool. Now, now you did a uh, track on the album Lynch Mob with Roger from Agnostic Front. Do you want to talk about how that collaboration came to be? Yeah, we both, uh, me and Igor, both friends of Agnostic Front, and we decided to invite Roger to be on the album. And uh, we got his phone number from a friend, and we just uh, called him out of the blue. It was really great, man. You know, it was really exciting. Uh, Roger came on, and uh, we did the whole song. We called him Lynch Mob, and I told him the idea about street justice and and uh, somebody gets raped and uh, get away with the, the police don't do nothing and it's up to the neighborhood people to find their the street justice and get the guy so it was really fun and I, I love Agnostic Front I think uh, they're one of the pioneers of New York hardcore and the album does have a little bit of a hardcore side we did also a black flag cover called Six Pack and me and Igor always been into hardcore as much as metal and uh, so we decided to uh, Add a little bit of the hardcore flavor to it by having Roger uh, on uh, Leech Mob, which was great and turned out really cool. Uh, Max, I also noticed that uh, your last couple albums, uh, Soulfly and uh, Cavalera Conspiracy, are a little shorter in length, uh, less than 45 minutes. Uh, are you just like more selective in the song choices and you end up cutting a lot of songs to make it shorter? Or is that a subconscious decision? How did that come about? Well, I noticed that the span of uh, attention that people pay to the album nowadays is shorter. You know, it's, yeah. people don't don't tend to if you make an album that's an hour and ten minutes. People don't listen to the whole record. They they don't know they don't get to know the whole record because it's too long and and it's kind of asking too much for them to to get you know to, to actually get into an album that's an hour and 10 minutes too much you know i even know that myself i even uh try so i decided to be kind of like the last is more approach yeah. uh make an album that's shorter so it's kind of like remember of of rain blood of uh arise they're they're shorter but you hear the whole thing and you get satisfied and you want to hear it again and then you, you actually get to finish the whole album in one listening so you don't you, you don't uh get burned out on it so i think it's kind of just the approach of, of more uh less is more kind of thing you know just more in your face the songs are more more done done in a little bit shorter way they're like three minutes two minutes mm -hmm. to three minutes and they just hit you right there and it's there's no fuel it up there's no things that don't need to be in the song just for uh, fulfillment, and, and we just get right to the point, and uh, it's more direct that way. I think it's better for a band like Cavalera Conspiracy and Soulfly. Oh, I, I totally agree, yeah. Now, um, you write a lot of stuff uh, with uh, Igor, um, but you guys are geographically not together when you write. Can you talk a little bit about how you guys do that? Yeah, I normally write the songs uh, at home. I write the riffs, and uh, I put them together. I make a compilation of them and put them on a CD, and then I normally send them to Brazil and send them to Igor. And then um, Igor listens to them and gets uh, think, start thinking about drum ideas that he's going to put on top of it. So that's pretty much how it starts the whole creation of Cavalera. It starts with... Uh, with me at home by myself with the guitar, writing riffs, and then sends it to Brazil, and then Igor listen to it, and then we get together in the studio, we'll make the songs uh, into songs. Okay. 
Max, when you when you sit down to write music, and you're a very prolific songwriter, so when when you sit down, do you know right away that you're going to be creating a Soulfly or a Cavalera conspiracy, or do they become, uh, you know, when you write it, you decide, okay, I'm going to shelve this one for a later time when I create a Soulfly album, or do you know right then and then that you're writing for specific, uh, specifically Cavalera conspiracy or Soulfly? Uh, no, I don't. I'm actually just writing. Um, I'm not worried about what, uh, where the song is going to go. That's something I do it later. Uh, when I'm writing songs, I'm just worried about writing a good song, a strong riff, something that's cool, that's heavy, that's catchy, and uh, uh, you know, something that I'm going to like to use it later for something. You know, so I, I just write it. You know, come out of me naturally. Uh, writing is something that I do as a therapy. I've been doing it my whole life. I love doing it. I, I grab my guitar and my four track and my drum machine, and I just go off on it. I just lose sense of time. Sometimes my wife will come to me and say, oh, it's, it's one in the morning, you know, you're still <laughs> writing songs, you know. That's and awesome. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be in bed in one minute. Let me finish this. And uh, I just uh, get lost in time doing that. I still love doing that. I, I love writing songs. And then on, I listen to those songs. I put them on a on a CD or something, and then later is when I listen to them. That's when I decide. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is a Cavalera song. This is a Soulfly song, and I make the the decision afterwards. Super cool. Now you've been living in the U.S. for for quite some time. Um, how do you view Brazil and the changes over the last few decades? Um, after being, you know, you've been very vocal about the, you know, bringing a lot of attention to the poor nations in, of South America. Yeah, I think Brazil is getting better uh, little by little. You know, we get um, get a, a better president. Uh, on the uh, the last president we had uh, was a, a good guy, Lula, and they made a lot of changes and made the country better. And now they have a, a, a woman president, which was inspired by uh, I think Obama, uh, because the, they saw that America had a, a black president, and they thought you know a female president would be okay too. So it was inspired by the same. Um, I think same ideology, mm-hmm. uh, but it's working good. We have the uh, the World Cup and the Olympics both coming to Brazil in the near future. I think that's gonna uh, give a boost to the country. That should be really cool to the country. So I, I, I think it's there's cool things coming out of Brazil. I, just, I was just there in uh, uh, recently. I was uh, when we opened for Iron Maiden in Sao Paulo. It was mm-hmm. a really cool show. Um, 60,000 people. We had a really great show and was was great to see Brazil. It's really kind of different. You mentioned uh, President Obama. Do you have any particular thoughts on the events of last night? I think it's great, man. They got the the capture. Uh, you know, it was something that I, I mean, well, most people didn't never thought it was going to happen. They thought they're going to hide forever. You know? Yeah, it sure seemed uh, that way. <laughs> But they, but they got him, you know. So it was kind of, you know, it's it, it, it's a great, uh, I think, a great day for everybody, especially for the families, victims of uh, September 11. You know, sure. I think that, uh, you know, with that having him away from from this planet, at least I think bring them a little bit of more peace in their life, you know, and. Uh, I think it's, overall it was good. It was, you know, it was something that uh, happened in, in, in with while Obama is a president. I think it's, it's great because I think he's a great president, mm-hmm. and uh, and I know he had the uh, to give the orders uh, for that to happen. And I, 
think he did great, and I'm very happy for the country. I'm very happy for for, uh, for America today. I think it's a good day for America. Yeah, it is, certainly is. Now, Max, enough on the politics. On the politics, is there a particular um, when you look at playing live with either Soulflower, Cavalier, or Conspiracy? Here, is there one that you uh, you prefer to play live with, or, or um, how do you kind of gear for them differently? They're different, you know. Uh, Soulflower's got more jams and different kind of songs on it that they're a little bit more spaced out and. I take my time on the Soul Flight School. There's more breaks between songs. Caballero is more direct. It's kind of like Ramon's on crack. Um, <laughs> it's really one song after the other. It's really metal, and it's, there's no breaks. I could barely change my shirt mm-hmm. between the, the songs, and it, it starts and ends. It's just like one big thing just coming at you, you know, so it's really brutal. Uh, but that, that's the way Cavalera was made. It was made to be more metal and more direct. And uh, it's and it's fun playing all those songs. We, we're, we're on a set list that has 20 songs right now, and it's, it's a lot of songs. And spent all my whole career uh, from the old uh, Sepultura days to Nail Bomb to both uh, Cavalera albums. We do a big mix of all those songs, and, and the set list is great, and we're having a ball. It's really, really fun to be on tour. Cool, yeah. Max. Uh, I know you're tired of Sepultura questions, but you do play Sepultura songs live. Just wanted to know what your what is your favorite. Um, my favorite song is still Roots. I, I like it closes the set. It's the last song of the of the Cavalera set. It's really kind of it finishes in a really high note and it's really. Uh, um, adrenaline energy kind of song, and we did a little bit different ending we do we go into a fast section in the end and we call for a big circle pit huge ending circle pit of the crowd that always uh, gets a really great reaction from the crowd so i love playing that you know uh, and I, I like playing uh uh troops of doom with my kids too whenever they're around my, my kids yeah. play drums and then sometimes they come on the cavalera show and they play troops of doom <laughs> Junkies, wineos, pimps and whores And all you men, women and kids 
heard there from Social Distortion from the album Hard Times and Nursery Rhymes. That song was their newest single called Machine Gun Blues. Uh, Social Distortion will be coming into Pittsburgh on May 11th to do a show at Stage AE. It'll actually be their first outdoor show of the 2011 concert season and actually their first outdoor show period. So it's going to be a great night. Uh, I'll be out there. uh, So if you see me, stop by and say hi. I'm the guy that looks like the caricature on the show. Uh, without further ado, want to get to uh, the results of a bet that I had. Uh, as many of you know, uh, you can hear my voice from time to time on the, the show Focus on Metal. Well, uh, Dario Psycho, the host of Focus on Metal, and I had a little wager going on. Uh, it involved the band Dream Theater. As many of you know, they just announced the replacement of their drummer. Uh, Mike Portnoy had been kind of the uh, heart and soul of the band for many, many years and had left the sh- the band shortly after their stint in Pittsburgh last summer opening for Iron Maiden. Well, we had a little bet on who would be getting the job. It turned out it went to Mike Mangini, uh, a great drummer on his own right, but I had bet that the uh, Mike Portnoy would actually be returning to the band. So, as the loser of that bet, I uh, made a deal with Dario. If, if I had won, he would have to play the band Pretty Boy Floyd, which I know would make his uh, skin crawl. And if I lost, I had to play this song. So I hope you enjoy it. This is a band called Brain Drill with a song called Forced Human Shit.
All right, that was a catchy little number called Forced Human Shit from the band Brain Drill. So, congratulations not only to uh, Dario for winning the bet, also to Dream Theater for uh, settling on what I think is going to be a great addition to the band with Mike Mangini, and we wish Mike Portnoy the best in his future endeavors. So, without further ado, I'd like to invite you all to uh, come to our website, ironcityrocks.com. We're on Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, and all the usual sites, so invite you to join us all there. Also, we have some contests running on the site as well. We've got tickets to give away for Motley Crue's return with Poison and the New York Dolls and also the Monkees uh, later in the summer as well. So you can enter both those contests at ironcityrocks.com. And we want to thank you, as always, for taking the time out of your day to listen to us. (laughs) 